Welcome back to Secondhand Therapy. We want to remind you that we are not uh, therapists, uh, specialists, uh, doctors, I don't know, experts, anything. We're just, we're just two guys going through it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. enjoy the show or don't. I, I, I feel like you would know how to do this intro by now. Well, yeah, I, not really. Oh. All right, well, let's play the music and do a thing. me something last night you said do you want to learn how to be alone yeah uh i don't think i do do you want to yeah are you interested in learning how to be okay being alone yeah yeah i, I don't know man i think my answer is no you don't want to learn i don't think so you'd rather just be miserable every time you're alone Those are the options. <laughs> I mean, are those the options? Yeah, either you're okay being alone or you're not. I've never, I, I don't do well. Uh, how do you learn? What are you talking about? Is this like a... Oh, you can be alone without it being the most miserable thing you could be. Are you really okay with that? Yeah. But you hate people. I, I enjoy people. You enjoy people when you want people. That's something you said last night. Is you're fine when you chose when you choose being alone, but when it chooses you, that's when it's a struggle. Oh yeah. yeah, but I don't choose it often. Yeah, and if you go to early episodes, is it the control <laughs> or is it the anxiety? Because <laughs> if you could control when you're alone, you'd be fine. Mm. Yeah, mm. but when it's out of your control, you're not okay. It doesn't feel like a control thing to me. It really feels like isolation, and I don't feel I don't do well in isolation. Even if you choose the isolation, yeah. Even if I'm like, I'm gonna go away this weekend to a cabin, and I'm gonna fucking. Well, yeah, that's you just idealizing the thing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be alone. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be like one of those fucking movies. I'm gonna be. Yeah. No, you fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm gonna write a film while I'm in the woods. Yeah. Like, no, nah, man. I yeah. You get there five minutes. You call me. You're like, hey, I, I want to come home now. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Remember I booked that place in Oakland and I was like, it's going to be great. And yeah. I'm, I'm up in the mountains and yeah. I didn't even bring my work computer with me. Yep. <laughs> I was like calling you immediately. I fucked up. Yeah. I don't know what that. to do with We knew that before you left. I envisioned it to be... It's, oh, you love an idea. Morning tea on the balcony yeah. overlooking the city and like before I take my big walk. And, things, yeah. and then I get there and I'm like... What's the Wi-Fi password? Yeah. Immediately. Why is that, do you think? And if you say, I've been surrounded my whole life, shut the fuck up. What's the actual reason that you can't be alone? Mmm. Mm-mm-mm. I imagine it's in the it's rooted in validation in some weird way. Mm. 
I would, you know, I, I'm not a therapist or a professional. Um, I'm just saying I think that might be it because that is what I receive from others the most. I've built a life on it. Professionally? Professionally. Okay. What about personally? There, There's very little separation between professional me and personal me. That and that's the problem. That's another problem, yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, add it to the list. Yeah. Add it to the list. It is another problem because uh, so much of my life was just dedicated to my profession. And that was your identity. Oh, yeah. And that was a big struggle I had during the lockdown was separating self from job. So now even not speaking professionally, mm -hmm. you can't be alone personally. Yeah. And you think it's because you're not getting the validation you need? I don't know what else it would be. What, what you got? A, you got a hot take? Oh, you hate yourself and you don't want to be alone because then there's no distractions from yourself. Duh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's also that. Oh, you're codependent as shit. <laughs> well, that also. And your feelings are rooted in how the people around you are feeling because you're a, a codependent people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking duh again. Well, you know, you, when you put it like that, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, you don't know how to feel unless you're serving somebody else. Ooh. Because if you're not serving somebody else and making somebody else happy, what's your purpose? <laughs> right. All right, well, that's the episode. Thanks. What the so, fuck? Duh. You didn't know all this? No. Oh. Sometimes I <laughs> sometimes I thought you knew. <laughs> this just happened earlier today too. I, I took a big walk and I came back and I had told you that I had uncovered something and you were like, Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah, everybody knew that. You didn't know that. <laughs> no. Because I spend very little time taking inventory on myself. Yeah. Because you want to distract yourself from yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Because I'm my worst enemy, baby. Yeah, and here's another question. Do you have any interest in being your biggest supporter rather than your biggest enemy? I was talking to my therapist about this, and my problem lies in... Uh, I feel like... You're going to love this. I can already fucking hear you. I didn't want to share this with you. Mm, can't wait. <sighs> I feel like when I do have confidence or that I do have support in myself or I am feeling myself, however you want to put it, uh -huh. I feel like the universe humbles me real quick. Oh, like fucked. when I'm on a streak of hot shows and I feel hot and I go up on stage, I eat it. And when I'm in those moments in life off stage, when I'm like, oh man, I'm on a fucking, this is like, everything's coming up millhouse. I get something hits me and it's like, oh fuck. And so it is hard for me to put stock in believing good things because I feel like the minute that I buy into that, the universe goes, oh, wait a minute, here's this. And I go, oh, fuck, you're right. This sucks. It's like a punishment. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, you're getting too fucking cocky. Settle down. Mm. And so I associate feeling good with getting punished real soon. Like it's coming, like the hammer's coming down. 
So I stay in the self-loathing mode or self-hatred mode because I don't want to get too too secure, too good, feeling too good because I'm going to get fucking sucker punched. Oh, so you'd rather just keep it low rather than deal with the drop-off. Yeah, I'm going to fly under the radar. Maybe the universe won't see me. If I'm just doing okay, maybe the universe won't see me. The minute I start fucking doing well, then the universe is like, oh, wait a minute, there, there he is. Do you believe that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, the universe is out to get you. Not out to get me, but humble me. Keep me humble. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> narcissistic as fuck that was really oh buddy how so every time i'm doing good it's gonna just knock me back down really or maybe life just isn't good all the time and you could have eight good shows and one bad one and that doesn't mean you it took away the eight good ones i mean sure when you put it like that Put it like what? Stating what happens? <laughs> but who, who thinks that way, don't you think? Most people. Really? Yeah. Oh. Most people go, dude, I had nine good shows out of ten. Holy shit. No. Talk, yeah. Talk to a comic. <laughs> They'll okay. tell you that. Comics aren't healthy. They go, and? You're not a comic anymore. You son of a bitch. This keeps coming up, too. Yeah. What did you talk about in therapy this week? Oh, buddy. I, I'm going through it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, we, we've been focused on the last three weeks on mm-hmm. uh, kind of unfucking my mindset on relationships and what they are, what they mean, and who am I in those relationships. Romantic relationships. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm discovering a lot of things about myself and a lot of it is that people pleasing and serving that, that gets me into trouble in relationships. Uh, somebody had asked me recently what my ideal relationship looked like and I could not answer. I did not have an answer for them. You don't even have a perfect relationship. No. Ooh, you love an ideal too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't I I don't know what past partners would say. Um let's get them on the phone. <laughs> but I coming from my point of view, I I think that I am definitely I, I serve more than than whatever than I expect. Mm-hmm. And I will codependent Yes, I yeah. will. I will suffer in silence instead of speaking up for what actually I need in relationships. And when I do speak up for what I need, maybe I don't do it correctly, and that's why it doesn't happen. Do you think that you don't do it correctly, or because you let it stew so long, it comes like as an explosion and it can't be received properly? Probably a mixture. Mm. Yeah, it's never like. Yeah, I just, I don't think I, because of my people pleasing, I don't think that I ever learned how to correctly state my needs because I just feel like I'm being needy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm bugging them or it's, you know, it's too, like, again, like that idea of I'm just happy to be here. 
Yeah. And that's a big one we've been talking about in therapy in any relationship, either as professional or friendship or whatever. Like I am still just this little fat kid from Ohio mm. and I'm just happy to be here, man. So the fact that you're even paying attention to me or that you're we're in a relationship, great. I'll shut the fuck up and I'm just happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And same thing with my comedy profession over the years and all these things, these opportunities that I was getting, I would take less money for the opportunity or I would do more for less kind of thing because I'm just happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I, I can't believe you chose me. Yeah. And that is not a way to live a life and it's yeah. a, it's a hard habit to break hmm. of changing your mindset from I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here to I deserve to be here. I deserve this. So you, you'll sacrifice all of your value just to be accepted. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah 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 um i came up in a time that was more programmed opportunity over everything and i thought that that would get me further along that if i would just take these opportunities and they would lead to other things yeah and I think I operate the same way in relationships. If I take the opportunity to serve them, then it'll, it'll come back to me. And it, it doesn't. And it hasn't. Both oh, professionally. Really? It hasn't? And, <laughs> both professionally and in, in, in romantic ways. Yeah. yeah. Do you not... How, how do you operate? What? How do you operate? What's the, what do you mean? I need more. Uh, well, the statement you said <laughs> in retort to what I was talking about was, that's really sad. It was sad. So you just don't, you wouldn't take the opportunity. You'd be like, yeah, I get fucked. I don't want to do that. If somebody said, hey, we need this, this, you know, we need you to do X, Y, and Z, but the money's not really there. We're just starting out, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe there's opportunity down the road. You'd be like, no. Uh, if I had, if I felt an amount of passion toward the project, if I was really, pa if I was passionate about what the project was or the story they were telling, hmm. maybe, but not. Well, maybe, not even a Yes. It would be, well, and it would depend, like, are the people that I'm going to be working with, is it going to be pleasant? Like a lot, a lot of those things. But mm. if I'm not getting my worth, it's, it's going to be a big sell for sure. Because once you say yes, that's your value from now on, especially to everybody that you're working with right now. They will always see you at that dollar amount or that value. And what about in personal and in, in romantic relationships? Same. I'd be less inclined. Really? Dude, a romantic relationship, you are, you're potentially signing up for a partnership with a person through life, not just work, not just like through life. Hmm. You're going to discount yourself just so you won't be alone. Oh, you're just signing up to get hurt even more later when it doesn't work out. That ain't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible idea. 
I haven't always been like that. I think when I was younger, I would have had more of the mentality of just happy to be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not anymore. Yeah. It's something uh, I'm definitely working on and getting better at. Um, this past year has really been eye opening about knowing my own value and knowing my worth, seeing what I actually come to the table with and, and examining the things that I'm bad at and the things that I was doing wrong in relationships and how I was showing up and, and all those things. And that's kind of what the therapist was talking about with me this week was not focusing so much on past partners, but focusing more on myself about things that I could be doing and learning about myself. And that's, that's kind of a brand new. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to learning those things, you don't seem to be interested. I I'm interested. I don't know specifically if the idea of learning how to be alone appeal uh, appeals to me or not. Hmm. Why not? Um, Just having that as a tool is not you don't think would be useful at all. I think it would be. I think it, because I like I like being surrounded. I like to people, you know. Uh, I, yeah, I, you don't get what you like all the time. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> fucking only child. Motherfucker exactly. Over here. exactly. I'm the but only child, what, but that's what I like, but I do get what I like. So, but in life you are, it's full of choices, right? And you're choosing these things. And so I would rather choose to be with people than to be alone. And so the idea of learning how to be alone doesn't really appeal to me because I will just choose to be with others. So this past week or two when you've been going through it, as you said, yeah, you haven't chosen to be surrounded. Yeah. I'm trying to really feel things and trying to process things. How's that going? Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Just yeah. cause it's uncomfortable or what? Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Um, A lot of isolation, and again, I do not do well in isolation. And yeah. Um, yeah, and when you know, you know, you and I talked about this about like the levels of digging yourself into a funk. Um, there is a surface level that you can maintain, or that I can maintain that um, allows me to float back and forth and make those choices to be with people or not. And then once it hits, once I go down a couple layers, uh, then I don't feel like it's an option. And then that's where I get in trouble is digging myself down to a point where I don't feel like I can come up for help or for air or for anything like that. I have to stay down there until I dig myself out. And that's where it gets messy for me. What does that look like when you're at the bottom and you're unable to dig yourself up? What does that look like for you? Um, it's a lot to do with self-love and self-image. I feel because when I'm as I'm digging and processing and feeling all those things, I'm cutting myself off from people pretty much. I don't usually take a lot of phone calls. I, don't, I definitely don't meet up with anybody. 
um, I'm eating terrible food and junk food and, you know, all the things. And uh, I'm laying around. I'm not showering or really taking care of myself. Um, And so once that sets in for a few days, then it becomes like, oh, nobody can see me like this. And then, then it goes a couple layers deeper than that. And then it becomes, oh, nobody can, nobody's going to see me for a while. And, uh, and then I slowly have to dig myself out of that by stop like breaking those habits and going cold Turkey on little treats and fast food and sleeping all day and getting back into routine of, of going for walks, going to the gym, showering, taking care of myself, doing these things. And then once I feel like I'm back at that surface level, then I can start interacting again and be able to float. And then it goes back to normal. So you want to be surrounded, but then you pick up habits that force you in isolation because you can't be around people. Mm-hmm. So you are your own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's it's and it's not even like um a pers- a, a, a purposeful punishment. I'm not I'm not doing it to punish me. It just gets out of hand. Yeah. It gets out of control and then I I can't, I can't grab it and then it's just uh, it's gone and that now I'm now I'm stuck here. So what is it out of? If it's not out of punishment, is it just out of comfort? Mhm. Yeah, just destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Talked a lot about body image this week too. Yeah. Yeah. Um actually just more, a lot about just body stuff. Do you feel like you're in tune with your body? Yes and no. Well, pick one and then a fucking elaborate, you cunt. <laughs> I think that is an answer. Sometimes I am, for sure. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, uh, no, it's, it goes fucking crazy. Okay, so generally. Generally, yes. You are in touch with your body? Generally, yes. How? <laughs> How did you get there? Um, I don't know. You just have to, you have to really listen. Right? I know that sounds dumb. No, that makes sense. Is it a conscious thing? Or have you... Yeah. Oh, so you have to like take moments and check in. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think too, I learned a lot about that with, um, the two things that really helped me was like hiking and food. Yeah. I know certain foods I can't have or this. And so even by the taste of something, sometimes I'm like, that's going to mess me. Up. I can't have that. Or when I'm on a hike or whatever, I can feel certain exhaustion levels kick in or know when to pull back or when I can push through and things like that. Um, I think those things help you listen to your body more when you're kind of pushing the limits to it. How about uh, when, when you're not in a thing, listening to when you need to pull back. Do you, are you ever not doing anything? I mean, and your body's like, I need to go for a hike or I need to be active. Like, can you hear those things? Oh yeah. Or like, I need vegetables. Like my body, I feel like shit. I need some actual nutrition. Absolutely. Damn. I don't got any of that. Now I'm not always able to act on that. Right. Um, but yeah, I can feel it. Do you don't feel any of that? I don't think I'm in touch with my body at all. I am so much in my head. 
that I think it's it's mm. hard for me to uh, to be in tune with my body. But we were also talking <clears throat> because I hate my body so much, and I say so many negative things to myself about my body that I'm making it really hard to build trust within myself for my body to tell me what it needs or for my body to trust me that I'm going to listen. So I think I'm just very out of tune with my body because I'm so in my head and because I am so critical of my body and the way I look. Mm. I, I have to, like I, if after therapy this week, I set a reminder in my phone every day um, to like take a minute and just like try to be in tune with my body and just like see what I'm feeling, see like the, like not emotionally, but just physically mm-hmm. and do that every day until my next session and see if it becomes more habitual or if I only do it when the reminder goes off or whatever. But, um, yeah, I got, I don't fucking, my body's, that bitch is a deaf mute, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> not a peep. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And we started talking about uh, like nervous system <clears throat> reactions and things like that, being in tune with those. Um, she was talking about matched versus mi- mismatched nervous system, which is like um, we were talking about anxiety. Whereas like if, if you're driving on the freeway and a car slams in front of you and you have to avoid it and you get anxious, that's a matched reaction. Right. Because you're in a situation. If you are in line at the grocery store and you can't get your wallet out of your pants fast enough and you start having anxiety, that's mismatched. Your nervous system, your something in your nervous system is being triggered that shouldn't be triggered in that moment. So being more aware of match versus mismatched um, reactions from your nervous system. Don't I don't do that either. I mean, you're just like, oh shit, I'm a little anxious right now. Like it doesn't even occur to me. Like I shouldn't be anxious right now. Mm. I'm just like, Oh, I'm having, oh, it's flaring up on me. Isn't it? And I'm just <laughs> like, all right, well, I guess I got to deal with that now. I don't sit and think like, okay, what is happening here that my body thinks is a threat? Right. Like I'm not able to talk myself off that ledge. I just go immediately into like, okay, we got to, all right, panic attack or not. Let's figure this out. Which doesn't make sense because you said you're in your head so much. You think your first thing would just be logical and go, okay, what do we, what do we, you know, uh, anxious about? Like what's going on? When I say I'm in my head, it's not logical. It's just, I'm overthinking everything. I very much struggle being present. Like really, I'm always in my head. The monologue's always going. It's a real struggle. I, I really struggle to be present. I was also just thinking that the irony of the, your body is like you can't hear, you don't know what's going on, right? Um, because you are a pretty deadpan dude. Yeah. Also, just like physically and emotionally and stuff like that. It's hard to get a read on you a lot of times. Yeah. I'm overloaded. Yeah, yeah, so no wonder you can't pick up your body. I can barely pick up on how you feel, and I see your face. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah oftentimes. I mean, we struggle with that a lot with uh, with tone and things like that. Yeah. And, and yeah, because you're just a very, you're a very closed-off person. 
Well, let's not say I'm closed off. What do you call that? What do you think that is? I don't think I'm closed off. I, I think deadpan, deadpan or like monotone. Sure. I have a monotone speaking voice. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's tied to emotions. I don't. Really? Yeah. I still feel things and like all that. I just. You don't, have, you don't express them. Don't. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I'm just, I'm just doing, you know. I know what you're doing. I'm just doing. I know what you're doing. Um, I express if it's appropriate to express, I think. I don't always think it's right. Yeah, and we know this. Yeah, if we if we were out at like a restaurant or something like that, and the cashier says something, like makes a little joke or something, mm-hmm. you won't. You will not give any charity laughter at all. You won't even smile. You just be like, okay, thanks. If it's funny, I'll laugh. Where I would feel obligated to be like, oh, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know, okay, yeah, have a great day. Yeah, codependent people pleaser. That's not me. Yeah, it, but it's just so... <clears throat> if it's funny, I'll laugh. But if it's not, I'm not going to be fake. I can't do inauthenticity. We know this. I know, but even the niceties the, of, of social interactions like that, that's what I mean by deadpan. It's hard to read you sometimes because... Even when you're being sincere, like telling somebody thank you or something like that, it might get lost in yeah. the deadpan of it. For sure. Yeah. But also, <clears throat> you're saying the niceties. I don't think someone making a joke and me not laughing, that's, that doesn't seem unkind to me. It might not be nice, but I've, I'm not an, I don't think I'm nice. <laughs> I'm kind. I'm never going to yeah. fake laugh to make you feel better. If you need help, I'm, I'm glad to hear you out and see if I can help you. Right. I'm not going to help you if I can't. And I won't feel guilty about it. Hmm. If I can help you, I will. If I can't, I can't. I wish I could. Yeah. I can't. I, dude, I, I... We kind of talked about this earlier today. You and I, I think I went through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. In my teen years. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Like, cool. Hey, I think you're 15 years old. <laughs> just emotionally. <laughs> cool. Because like I've done all that. Like yeah. trying to get people to like me and feeling like I have to do things. Like I've done that. It felt like shit. Yeah. And then I grew up and then I don't know. I'm still, I'm not perfect by any mean, but what am I going to do? Spend my life trying to make everyone around me like me or feel good? Yes. Why? Yes. (laughs) Why? I don't know. And it's so hard for me to let go. I don't know how you turn it off. I don't know how you operate like that. It's not an on off switch. It blows my fucking mind. It's learned. You have to learn what matters and what doesn't. Uh, Everything matters. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. (laughs) How can you say that? That that's what I yeah that's the biggest difference is I I cannot wrap my head around that I do not know how to let go of people pleasing. Do you want to? Do you have interest yeah, in letting absolutely. go? Absolutely, I would love to stand up for myself more without feeling like a complete asshole. Every time I speak up about something, 
I feel terrible, even if I'm justified. So why, why not just sit in that? Sit in that discomfort, and then after two minutes, it's gone, and you go, oh, I can do it. Because for me, I think that that other person will hold it with them for the rest of their fucking lives. And whenever they think about me, they think about that time. Not all the good times we had, not all the great things that I did for them, but that one time that I was like, hey, man, not cool, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, fuck that guy. And then that's just my story forever with them. And when they think of me, they go, oh, yeah, he's kind of a dick. And it's like, yeah, but look at all this good stuff I did for you. How often do you think that these people are thinking of you? Whenever people think of you, I don't think that people think of me all the time, but I think of other people and there are moments that I have in my mind that are attached to others. And so I imagine everybody operates that way. When they think of somebody, they have these moments attached to them, these little hashtags. (laughs) And I don't want my hashtag to be fucking dick. And you're a fucking dick because you spoke up about your own needs. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, I caused waves. I don't want to cause no waves, man. What are we doing? I, <laughs> that's, that's How do you get out of bed in the morning? I mean, truly. Buddy. You leave the house and just everybody How, how do I get out of bed in the morning? Very quietly so I don't bother you at all. <laughs> so we I don't live, wake anybody up. <laughs> we live together now, guys. <laughs> so if you guys hadn't put it together, we're now roommates, too. <laughs> So, Um, very carefully, that's how I get up in the morning. I hear you turn on the stove every morning (laughs) and you make your eggs. Well, that drives me crazy. I'm going to cook down the street (laughs) now. (laughs) Now I have to leave the house to get breakfast. Yeah, but I just like, that's what you want your life to be is just, oh, you never caused a problem. That's 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 what you want people to know you for? You don't want to be known for like, oh man, that, well, he's got character. He stands up for what he believes in. No, you'd rather be. (laughs) He never caused a problem. That guy's awesome. That doesn't make you awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So when people don't cause problems, you like, you tend to gravitate toward those people, you think? Oh yeah. No drama, dog. Wow. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think any, I mean, obviously, (laughs) obviously there are people out there like, I love drama. Uh, I've never been one of those people and I like it nice and easy. And if you're causing problems or you're hard to work with or any of that stuff get the fuck out of here, dude. Interesting. I, I, I do not want that in my life. So people speaking up their needs to you is causing drama. No, I don't feel that way. So but, what I asked you was, yeah. <laughs> do you tend to like people who don't speak up for their needs? And you said, yes, because they're not causing drama. You asked me, do I like do I like people that cause drama? You you had the word drama in there. So I, don't I like drama. roll it back. I did not say the word drama. You had brought up drama. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Uh, Are you being serious? Yeah, you said drama. No, I didn't. What did you say? I said, do you find that you gravitate toward people mm-hmm. that do not speak up for their own needs? I thought you said that do not cause drama. And I, and I was like, yeah, I don't want no drama. Now, speaking up for their own needs is different. I'll hear you out. But to you, that's causing problems. But also, how often are you doing that? You know what I mean? <laughs> well, ideally, whenever you have something to communicate. Yeah. 
And ideally you're surrounding yourself with people that can have those conversations and want you to feel comfortable as much as they want to feel comfortable. Yeah. But well, how, don't say, yeah, because that's not what you want at all. How often do people actually know how to do that though? What does that matter? Worry about yourself. You learn how to do that. Yeah, but you're asking me if I like having those people around. If they know how to properly communicate for themselves, absolutely. Hey, you don't know how to properly communicate. <laughs> so what are we talking about? For the people that are explosive with it or this or that, no, I don't want them around. That, that is drama, and I do not want that drama. But if you know how to stand up for yourself and how to talk for your needs and like all these things, great, yeah, come on. It's interesting that communicating your needs, you keep associating with standing up for yourself. Yeah. Is that not what it is? I don't know. It sounds like you think you're being bullied or something. No, but I feel like I'm being bothersome. Because you're saying, hey, I need this and you're not meeting my needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? I feel like I'm being real bothersome. Wow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even, Even when I'm justified. So when you look back, when did you start feeling like you were bothering people with your feelings? Is that childhood? Oh, my whole life. I can't think of a time where I didn't feel like I was bothering somebody. Even if you were just like telling your mom, I'm hungry, you thought you were bothering her? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Is it because she made you feel bothersome or was it just downloaded in you? What happened? I don't know. I don't know where I picked this up from. I think I picked it up from her, but not in the ways that like she was strict on me or anything like that. I think I picked it up just from her watching her behavior. Your mom was a people pleaser? My mother was a big people pleaser. Always worried about what other people thought. Always, you know. You and I had a talk recently about I had picked up a pair of sweatpants that I have never had going out sweatpants. Like sweatpants you wear in public to go to the movies or grab food somewhere or whatever, like leaving the house like that. This is a real conversation. He, he yeah. the term going out sweatpants yes. is that's, a real thing to him. That's insane to me. <clears throat> um, You're very vain. I, yes. Yeah. I was raised that way. My mother want, like was well, presentable all the time. You saying you were raised that way would imply that your mother made sure you were always presentable as well. Yes. Yes. Looks was a big thing for my mother. I've seen a lot of pictures of you and FUBU and uh, yeah, it was all it was all matching <clears throat> FUBU gear, FUBU from head to toe, and that was you like, all right, look at me, yeah, in the FUBU. It doesn't matter the brand in the FUBU. <laughs> I was in the FUBU. I was also I, I, my in Ichi. Were you in an Ichi? This is my uh, no. This is my uh, high school years. Every year I picked a different clothing brand and just did that head to toe all the time. So J. Crew was one of the years, FUBU was one of the years, Tommy Hilfinger was one of the years. I forget the other one, but yeah. The but yeah, so I would just pick a brand at the beginning of the year and just that's what I would rock the whole time. So when you're talking about being presentable and all those things, yes, I wore FUBU, but that's all I it was matching head to toe FUBU all the time. So it wasn't just like you're I really wore, admitting this right now. Yeah, I wore some like baggy fubu thing every once in a while. No, dog. Coat, hat, shoes, pants, the whole head to toe. 
Damn. Yeah. That sucks. So, but my mother would be, she couldn't leave the house to even run errands in the afternoon without spending literally hours on her hair and makeup and everything else to like go a doctor's appointment or something like that yeah well the afro was immaculate the afro was incredible it was but i was talking about a perfect sphere but also too the house had to be presentable at all times because you never knew Mm -hmm. who was going to stop by and so presentable on all levels and so yeah things like that rock my fucking brain when you're like i'm just gonna wear these fucking (laughs) sweatpants or whatever out i'm like what are we doing yeah and give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Here, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're not going to like this. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. <clears throat> so you go out and, yeah. you, and you, you drape in swag, right? Yeah. I am the swag. I'm the swag. And I put whatever on. And whatever I put on, swaggy because I'm the swag. That's how I look at it. Yeah. You're not the swag. You're draping yourself in swag. You got to change your mentality. How are you the swag if you don't ever talk to anybody? Bro, that's part of the swag, dude. <laughs> that's, part of the swag. that's part of the fucking swag. <laughs> People are like, hello, sir. You're like, yeah, hey, what's up, man? Of shit for what's up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll say it one more time. I am the swag. Be the swag. But if, and here's what, this is full circle. Yeah. But if I'm the swag. Yeah. Isn't the universe going to come along and fucking kick my dick in? No. And be like, you're not, what are you doing? Maybe, Settle maybe down. Maybe that's why the universe is picking on you. Because you're still trying to be that person. You're still trying to be, you're draping yourself. You have, oh, I had a good show. And then you be, just be uh. beefed up no matter what. You don't got to be an egomaniac. You don't got to be an asshole. Yeah. Be like, yeah, I'm wearing fucking joggers and a hoodie. And? <laughs> oh, quick question. Fucking and? I also like dressing up. I like wearing wild shit. <clears throat> you and I have talked about this. Yeah, you peacock. Yeah, and you dress like Adam Sandler, and I'm yep. peacock. Because I'm secure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I also I like wild things sometimes. Interesting. I'm very insecure with my body. But I have no desire to like be flashy or like be like, oh yeah, but I look good. I'm just like, bro, this, oh. this is how I dress. It's 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 always a black t-shirt, as you've probably noticed. <laughs> it's always a black t-shirt. Yeah. I'll usually have on some dope sneakers. I'll always have on a gold chain. Yeah. Because I wear it every day. You're Italian, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then a watch, yeah. but it's a black tee, whatever bottoms, whatever, maybe a hat, whatever. Yeah. See, I like having a little flair. And what I also like is having things that nobody else has. Well, that's not a thing because. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I like picking up an item and, and then somebody goes, hey, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, yeah, I got this in London. You're not going to London to get it. Yeah, but you got, I it, did. You got it in London at H&M. <laughs> Sometimes Zara. Exactly. Sometimes a little consignment shop. This is like you you be telling, dude, I found this fucking pizza shop. You don't even, and it's fucking Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, oh yeah, I heard of that, believe it or not. No, but I, I pick up some items here and there. You're a good thrifter. Yeah. You're a good thrifter. I, I like that. 
Um, why? Just feel, I don't, it makes I don't you feel know. good or what? It makes me feel good. So someone going, oh, where'd you get that? And you go, London. And they go, oh. You're like, fuck yeah. And it makes me be like, you'll never have this. It makes you feel superior. I got it. You feel superior? I don't feel superior. I feel lucky. Lucky? Yeah, I feel like, I got it. Can you believe it? I, got, I found this fucking shirt. Can you fucking believe it? And people are like, I want that shirt. You'll never have it, because I got it. Isn't that crazy? I feel lucky. Lucky that I found this item. And then I get to share it with somebody. Like, Ooh, isn't this fucking cool? You're not sharing it. You're literally going, <laughs> you'll never have it because I do. That's not sharing. That is I'm even, sharing it with you. Saying, isn't that, this fucking cool? That's the most only child <laughs> shit. Isn't this shirt great because I have it and you never will? Hey, man. When you put it like that, sure. Wow. But I like coming. I like, I feel like it's sharing. I like sharing things that I find with folks. Folks, what am I doing? Uh, <sighs> that is so interesting. <laughs> that, because it's, here's, this is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Is that it started with, Oh, I like the flair. I like because, mm-hmm. I, and then it ended with, I like it because you want it and you can't have it. <laughs> that is insane. That's not how I wanted to come. I don't. That's I, don't not. I don't. I don't gatekeep at all. Really? If you hit me and if you go, bro, where'd you go the sneakers? I'm like, oh yeah, I'll send you the link. I don't give a fuck. Really? Because I am the swag. Oh, buddy. You want these sneakers? Go get them. You ain't going to wear them like me. Yeah, you probably will. They're sneakers, but <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's interesting. And if, if you are wearing the same sneakers, you don't want to go, hey, nice sneakers. Don't ever wear those around me again. Because <laughs> you know that I got them for you. You know that I showed you where they are. Just like that coat you got. You got the same coat as me. <laughs> you got the same coat. And every time we wear it, I go, hmm, Nice. Because you and I both know I had it first. Yeah. It's, and you a, like, it's a good coat. Did I go, ah, well, you'll never have it. No, I fucking picked you one up. And that was your mistake. It's not a mistake. I would have said. I don't give a fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I would have so shared that ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. I, yeah, I don't gatekeep everything, but there are certain things I for sure do. You gatekeep. You gatekeep. I do gatekeep. Why? I don't you know. know how many people would like you if you did gatekeep? <laughs> don't tell me that. Oh, oh my oh, no. god! Don't tell me that. Oh, they would like you so much. <laughs> oh, buddy, don't do that to me. They would be so pleased don't with do, you. Don't do that to me. Don't do it. Don't fuck me up like that. Oh man, don't do that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I have it and you never will. That's not. <laughs> listen, that's taken out of context. That's taken out of context. That's what you said. I know, but I didn't mean it like that. That's not. Oh, the true colors. Oh, you know what? Uh, you Does know it make what? you feel safe? What? Like when you're, if you're peacocked a little bit, is that almost like a protective thing? Oh, buddy. Here's. <laughs> Here's where it's rooted in. Okay. You ready? All right. It's a, it's a healthy pause. I think it's rooted in shame. Oh, well, no shit, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
I I like to dress in a way that that says I'm not from around here. Because, you live in L.A. That's a weird. Yeah, that's a very impossible standard. But go ahead. But when I'm outside <clears throat> the city, yeah. Well, you don't do. You don't live on the road anymore. But go ahead. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I like to. I like to have. I like to wear things that are like, oh, who the fuck is it? I'm not from around here. And I think that's rooted in the idea of escaping where I came from. Mm. Escaping my hometown. Um, making it out of there. Um, it's shame and pride. proud that like i did it i got out and that's not enough you have to show everybody too mm-hmm. how else would they know who cares if they know you know i need them to love me being proud is gonna make them love you yeah it adds to that underdog mentality that we were talking about that i carry with me that i'm trying to break I did it. I got out. Look at me now. Oh, wow. Look at... Oh, wow. Where'd you get that? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You couldn't have You couldn't I got I got it. afford this H&M I, I got out, baby. Look at me now. Interesting. Yeah. This... This... These ideas rooted in... I'm just a fat kid from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Well, look at me now. That's not who I am. You you thought this was who I I'm not. That's not who I am. Look at me. This is who I am. Look at this wild shit I'm wearing. Look at this shit I'm doing. But it's all a show. Because you still feel like the fat kid from Ohio. Yeah. So is it for them or is it for you? Who's the show for? It's too blurry to tell right now. <laughs> yeah. It's been so long. Mm. I felt shame in therapy this week. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> what happened? Uh, we, were, we were talking about the nervous system stuff. She asked me to... Uh, think back on a time where I felt truly safe mm. in sharing with another person. Mm-hmm. Couldn't think of one. You couldn't think of, you couldn't think of one? No. Nah. You couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't think of one, huh? You think I feel safe doing this shit? I'm putting this on the internet and people telling us we're fucking, <laughs> oh, little men just don't get it. We're literally trying to get better. That's what the show is. Yeah, this is not a safe space really? at all. What you about know? when we share off air? No. Really? No. Because I'm waiting for it to become one of the things. Like, really? I'm being too sharp or biting or you're going to feel attacked. Or I, and it's just like. 
Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Or what if I cry? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. You got to get over that. Buddy. I want you to cry so bad. I want to cry in therapy so fucking bad. <sighs> I took you to see one of the saddest movies I've ever fucking seen yeah. last night. Yeah. Iron Claw. It's great. Didn't cry. Not a dare. No. Not even a, not even a drip. Not even a whimper. Not, not a well. It's a, very, it's a great film. Yeah. Very sad. Now, you and I cried during... I did shed some tears during A Good Person. A Good Person ripped both our fucking hearts out. Yeah, shout out Zach Braff. Florence Pugh better get an Oscar. She was incredible. Yeah. Um, so I, when, you, are you, when you're alone, do you cry? No. What the fuck? What? What am I going to cry about? Yeah, I... You want to make a list? <laughs> Have you heard the podcast? <laughs> That's a good point. What am I going to cry about? Yeah, I don't, I don't, no, I don't have that desire to cry. It doesn't like, I don't get the, now it's always been hard. I, I, dude, I must've, when I was a kid been told like, don't cry. <laughs> don't cry. Don't or I'll do fucking it. kill yeah. you. <laughs> don't you fucking cry right now. It's like something. I'm now, sure. So this is a this is a personal question. Okay. And something that I don't I don't have any I, I don't know. I really have no idea. All right. Um I know you're on certain medications. Yeah. Lexapro. Were you crying before that? I didn't know if it was a medication thing that it m- might like numb you or feel like i don't know how any of those things work i'm not versed in that area uh i think they can be like numb your emotions a little i'm on the lowest dose they have okay um but no i did like when we moved out here uh i was on lexapro i've been on it for about two years and i went and I spent my last night in Arizona with my niece. Hmm. And when I said goodbye to her, I got real emotional in the car on the, on the ride home. I don't know that I, I wasn't like sobbing, but I definitely was leaking. Um, <laughs> leaking. I was leaking. Like, it was fucking period talking. It wasn't I, a heavy flow day. But yeah. there was, I was definitely spotting on the way home. <laughs> like, what, are we ta- what are you talking about? Yeah. But like the last time I like full on sobbed. Oh man, I think it was during grief. I don't, I can't remember another time after that. So are it's you been a few years at least? Are you suppressing the emotion when it comes up? <clears throat> yeah, sometimes I do. If I feel like I'm gonna cry, I like choke it back. Mm-hmm. But a couple times, I have consciously been like, "Dude, just let it out," and it just doesn't come. Mm. So I'm like. Oh, what am I supposed to do? I want it to happen so bad. I just thought you weren't crying around people. I didn't know that you weren't crying in general. I don't have the desire to cry when I'm alone. <sighs> the older I get, the more I cry. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It comes with time? Yeah. Well, that gives me a little hope. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be crying when you're 40. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be crying, dude. 
Uh, Nothing. There's no triggering things because I have. <laughs> there are definitely things that I know will just yeah, bang. Um, I have an old voicemail from my mother. Mm-hmm. Cry every time. So, are there triggers that you could uh, induce? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I have an old Christmas card. Mm-hmm. I think I showed it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't read it in a long time. Maybe if I read it, I would cry. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> I do aspire to cry, though. Real heavy sob. Really? Yeah. I just want, like, I don't want to be afraid of it. What do you think is going to what do you think is going to happen if you cry? I don't know that I think anything's going to happen. I just I think there's shame tied to it. Mm. Um I think somewhere when I was a kid I really needed to cry and someone told me not to. And Yeah, or you know, I did cry at school or something and I got bullied. I don't know. I don't have a clear thing that happened, but I'm sure it was something like that. And it just stuck with me. I don't know. Hmm. Did you ever see your mother cry? Twice. 